I'm going to start today's talk, um, or today's paper, talk a little bit about shell shock. So shell shock left men with confusion, blindness, fatigue, um, and ticks, a really wide range of symptoms, um, which resulted in the loss of many soldiers from action during the First World War. So men affected by these psychological disturbances, as they were called, were evacuated from the front line, partly in um, because of the fear that the soldiers were unpredictable, they had unpredictable behaviour, um, and concern that their psychological imbalance might jeopardise military operations or the safety of other men, necessitated the establishment of specialist hospitals intended to cure the patients, um, and by cure I mean specifically to return them back to battle again. So among these institutions, um, several of these institutions were um, hospitals that had been requisitioned, that had been um, asylums or mental health hospitals beforehand. So among these institutions uh, was Craven Park Hospital, a military psychiatric unit located in a very leafy suburb um, in Edinburgh. So originally functioning as a hydrotherapy centre in uh, Edinburgh from about 1880 until the early 20th, early 20th century, Craven Park was requisitioned by the War Office as a hospital for officers um, suffering from neurasthenia, which was a disorder which became later sort of associated with shell shock. So as part of Craig Lockhart's curative approach to shell shock, the establishment employed what was called early therapy. So what we would today identify as occupational therapy, this process of cure by functioning saw the hospitals encouraging patients to remain active. Um, and one vital part of this treatment, um, encouraged by therapy, was creativity. There was a real emphasis on creativity. Um, and Craig Lockhart thought that creativity had healing abilities. The staff really emphasised that part of therapy's impact. Um, as a result, offered many creative activities for its inhabitants, including pottery painting, wood carving, leather working, model boat building, um, and one such creative project supported by the hospital was a hospital publication called The Hydra, um, which was a magazine printed during 1917, for which some soldiers wrote as part of their therapeutic treatment. Um, so as we said before, ergotherapy as employed in a war hospital as a psychosocial treatment method had what historian Chris Eagle refers to as a compromised goal, as with most other wartime treatments for shell shock, its aim was of returning the soldier to the state of serviceability um, as quickly as possible. For patients at Craig Lockhart War Hospital, therefore, the experience of shell shock as a mental health issue was inextricably linked with socio-political conditions of the First World War. So their disorders, the institution itself, the treatments, um, and the community around them were shaped and defined by conflict. Um, and that's kind of inherently political. So this paper is going to investigate how this relationship between warfare, creativity and mental health was explored by Craig Lockhart's patient and staff um, in a working relationship which aimed to prioritise convalescing soldiers' voices and opening up possibilities for them to contribute to the wider kind of political discourse around mental health in the war. So the Hydra, edited for a time by Wilfred Owen, um, including poems by Siegfried Sassoon, um, who are kind of the two famous names associated with it. The Hydra in particular demonstrates Craig Lockhart's emphasis on patients' engagement with both their individual recoveries 
um, and then understanding the formation and conditions of the illnesses, so conflict warfare. Um, named in reference to the hospital's pre-war role as a centre for hydrotherapy, the magazine also evoked a reference to the many-headed monster of Greek myth, um, as you can see on the cover here, this occasional cover was used. Um, and John Garth, who's a historian who's researched the Hydra, calls this Roy humour by offering officers suffering by war trauma. So the Hydra is kind of like the bomb that's exploding, and then the kind of like angel nurses that are there to, to help him. So soldier patients were encouraged to submit work to the Hydra, which served as a hospital-led platform for patients to express their creativity and contribute to topical discussions. Um, and largely by Dr. Alan Brock, who was a pioneer proponent of ergotherapy at Craig Lockhart, who handed the young men various literary assignments as part of their treatment. So um, he would prescribe literary work to them. Um, he's described in one edition of the Hydra as its staunch friend uh, and regular, regularly contributed articles himself and suggesting that patients write for the magazine. So as, this, as the court of paper stated, givers of medical care have often allied themselves with a wide range of activist causes, and this very much, I think, was achieved by staff at Craig Lockhart by providing the impetus, support, resources, and tools for patients to communicate their thoughts about psychological impact and care for shell-shocked soldiers, that's a mouthful. Um, healing from conflict, um, healing and conflict and healing from conflict, plays a really key role in the Hydra, in both the magazine's role as a creative exercise in the act of writing and as a collection of creative works. So in the first instance, uh, the magazine was intended to function as a literal tool of healing, equivalent to medication or therapy. It was therapy. The process of writing, drawing, there are some visual works, um, and editing, uh, as Wilfred Owen did for the magazine, played a particular role in soldier patients' recovery. Uh, however, I would argue that the Hydra serves more of a dual purpose. Um, in addition to, to this aspect of it as a tool of healing, um, serving a practical therapeutic purpose, the magazine's content demonstrates that it was intended to act as a record of the hospital experience and the mental processes of recuperation specific to Craig Lockhart as a war hospital, so with that, with that compromised goal kind of hanging over everything. Um, so I'm looking a bit at, at the continent, the Hydra. So ideas of healing and the body are returned to repeatedly throughout the Hydra in its kind of roughly year run, primarily in reflecting the extent of recreational activities that the soldier patients were able to take part in. They were encouraged to take part in the set up by the hospital. So extensive sections of every edition are dedicated to reporting on the activities of all of the clubs that were available. So updating readers on badminton, camera club, meetings and talks on just about everything, exploring and expressing the treatment that they were experiencing at Craig Lockhart. But in addition to this, several articles explore healing as a theme separate from their specific treatment at the hospital, so more, more, more of an abstract idea. Um, for example, there's an article entitled Thoughts on the Human Body, which talks at length about the beauty of the, of the human physique. Um, and the writer of the piece who identifies themselves only as Cockney, often in patient publications, people would use pseudonyms or initials rather than their actual name. Um, so the writer says, it is impossible for the human mind to imagine anything more beautiful than the human body. I missed the tea off, sorry. 
Um, it represents the limit of our imagination. Those who do not regard the human body as the highest expression of beauty have perverted minds, and the measure of their perversion may be estimated according to the degrees of indifference. So we can see in this, this bit of the article, I'm sorry if it's too small, you can't see it back. Um, so it, it doesn't seem to understand that others don't share his high prioritising of the human body. And I find the use of the word indifference very interesting as well. It kind of implies this unsurprising anger that an injured First World War soldier might feel towards those deemed ambivalent about the bodies of others. So um, the writer is also, as you can see, interested in ideas of complete or like uncorrupted human bodies. So he says, cherubs, satyrs, mermaid spirits, and all disembodied and desexualized concepts represent man's impatience with the highest means of expression. They are the work of minds incapable uh, of the highest sense of beauty and are perverse attempts to grasp by fantasy that complete satisfaction which the human body represents. So what can we make of this piece when we look at it as an exercise to encourage psychological healing after being in action? What kind of ideas, what sort of trauma is being processed here? Um, there are other articles about medical intervention and psychological convalescence. There's one Hydra article called The Patchwork Quilt, which covers stories about operations and, and dying. There's a, real, there's a real tension over the idea of not recovering from, from illnesses. And a short poem called Why Worry, which is written by someone who calls himself Sinju. Um, which I think is a really interesting play on the idea of compartmentalising trauma and this sort of drive um, during the time to move away from compartmentalising trauma and engaging with the things that have um, caused you grief. So make, make for yourself a good strong box, fashion each part with great care, and when you're troubled, this should be dear reader, not dead reader, <laughs> just bundle your troubles in there. That's brilliant. Just bundle your troubles in there, hide, bear all thoughts of your failures, and each bitter cup that you quaff, lock in your heartaches within it, then sit on the lid, friend, and laugh. Um, and this sort of positivity is at the prospect of recovery, the possible prospect of recovery, is demonstrated in another poem by someone who calls themselves Carolus. Um, lines on what's picture of hope, people, people may know the painting. The, the sight of earthly sorrow, gloom and pain closes around, yet fails to dim the star that shining there afar lights hope again. So again, perhaps alluding to the possibility of psychological and physical recovery by Craig Lockhart. Um, another story by someone who calls Wind Up mentions the writer's difficulty sleeping because of war flashbacks. He says, last night I slept terribly, all those awful war dreams. Um, so there are, there are several, these are just a handful, there are several examples from the Hydra which show engagement with symptoms, uh, methods of recovery, and views medical issues within the context of war, specifically within the context of war. Um, there's another article called One of Troubles, um, which follows the story of a patient on the, the hunt for a new hobby, as recommended by his doctor. And this is particularly interesting, I think, because it serves both as a record of the patient's ergotherapeutic practice, whilst in the act of being written also serves that mystery cure. I think there's kind of an interesting like dual function there. Um, so as, been, as has been shown, the magazine contained records of the recreational activities used to treat patients, showcasing the restorative power of ergotherapy, whereas other articles reflect on healing as a more abstracted concept. 
um, and both types of contribution are offered in context with the socio-political conditions uh, experienced by the contributors, by the soldier patients. These examples of the Hydra as a record of soldier patients' hospital experience, both literal and, and abstract, demonstrate this symbiotic relationship, I think, between creating and healing for the military men at the hospital. So whilst the journey of healing is enacted by the process of writing, the creative content itself is also transformed by the theme of healing as informed by the writer's experiences. Um, so this analysis of the intended role of the Hydra is uh, reflected in the editorial of the magazine's new series, which addresses this, this tension between the two ideas of healing and creativity. So this is an editorial which asks, why launch the new issue? Why are we doing this? Um, and it says, we debate, we take photographs, we build model yachts on the golf links, the tennis lawn, the billiard table, the bowling room, the debating floor, and the concert platform, we seek the return of interest, health, and vigour. So it indicates that for the patients, they're very aware that recreational and creative activity was imperative to their recuperation. So further to this, the editor goes on to say, the magazine is to fulfil a two-fold function. On the one hand, it provides a means for the expression of two further activities, the wielding of a pen and a pencil, while on the other, it acts as a link between each and every activity. So the model of the Hydra as both a tool of healing and record of healing, um, outlined, as I've hopefully done, with some any, any clarity at all, hopefully, um, reflects the magazine's own idea of itself and its own purpose um, as enabling the wielding of a pen to aid convalescence and to provide a thorough and connecting record of the other therapeutic practices undertaken at Craig Lockhart. Um, so as with the Hydra as a, like a tool of healing, viewing the magazine as a hospital record demonstrates that convalescence informs the art and the art encourages the convalescence. So in actively and creatively engaging with healing, both the writer and the writing itself is, is ameliorated in a sense. Um, further, to the further to performing this interrelated dual purpose of both practice and record of soldier-patient recovery, the Hydra, as a printed publication, um, deliberately circulated within and outside the walls of the hospital, provided a public platform for patients. So, we can simultaneously view the magazine as illustrating the concept, sorry, illustrating the relationship between healing, conflict, and creativity as both a creative outlet and a collection of ideas. But crucially, it's this, it's this public face of the magazine which takes the medical political nature of the Hydra as a literary act and within its contents and makes it activist. So, as illustrated in the ideas, um, and the examples given earlier, the Hydra features work which reflects on medical treatments at the time, as well as the socio-political conditions of patients' illnesses, illustrating the relationship between mental health, creativity, and war trauma. Um, such publications provide a possibility for those who have experienced advancements in the medical field firsthand, or perhaps setbacks if you want to contextualise it with war, to contribute to the public debate around these developments. And the magazine was well aware of its ability to impact on the outside world and kind of reveled in all those. They loved the idea of people reading their work um, and would often talk about this in the editorial once, one time saying, the Hydra has already acquired a footing in the world outside and we found a copy reposing bashfully in a hairdresser's shop. We were overcome with joy 
Um, so it, I think it's worth noticing that the active healing served by the Hydra and the type of content which is featured in the magazine would be shaped by this knowledge that it would go out into the public. So whether this, this knowledge had a positive or a negative impact on patients' mental health is, is up for debate. I, I don't know how you, would <laughs> how you would judge something like that. But the fact remains that the Hydra, as both an object of art and an object of healing, was shaped by this predetermined public presence. This was always work that was going to go out into the public eye. So furthermore, the works printed in the Hydra, originating in a military psychiatric unit and tackling subjects related to shell shock, is inherently political. It, it must be in subject matter and in institutional origin, um, but also in enabling patients to showcase their work in a publicly available publication such writing and art is politicised further upon entry into the wider sphere of discourse and this is something that patients contributed to um, with support from the start. There was this sort of working relationship between the two of them to create this publication. Um, so as I've attempted to demonstrate in this paper, creativity in the Hydra is always informed by the context of war, but its entry into the wider sphere politicises both the magazine's representations of healing as well as the magazine's active healing. So in going public, Craig Lockhart's staff and the Hydra's writers become medical political activists in a sense. Um, so as you can imagine, in considering these publications, I, I come away with many, many more questions than, than answers. And I, many of them are, are about the actual influence of the Hydra on the patients and people outside of the hospital about that was reading, you know, how was it circulated, um, did doctors or medical professionals outside of those associated with Craig Lockhart read the magazine, did they respond to it in any way, how did members of the general public view the Hydra, I mean, how did they perceive this as a, like a local publication, how, how, was it, how was it received by the community around them, what sort of impact did the magazine have, and these are questions that I'm still figuring out the answers to. But I think I would argue it's fair to say that discourses of medicine, social influence and activism are, are clearly interlinked in the relationship between the medical team and the psychiatric patients at Craig Lockhart. So as a patient-powered publication created with support by hospital staff, the Hydra demonstrates how medical professionals and convalescing soldiers work together to enable mental health service users to verbalise these medical political experiences um, by showcasing their creative work, by politicising their representations of healing their personal experiences. Um, in both the act of representing the process of recuperating from shell shock and in providing a public platform for those representations to be formed, the Hydra's contents are transformed beyond their original purpose maybe as therapeutic creative expressions into statements with the potential to impact the discourse surrounding war and <coughs> health. Thank you very much for your time.